Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's Courtney and Riley here, and today we are talking about all things self-care. Too often we think self-care is selfish, and that is honestly the farthest thing from the truth. When we are able to take care of ourselves, not only physically, but mentally and spiritually as well, we are then able to help and love others best. So today, Riley and I thought it would be fun to share five of our favorite ways we show ourselves self-care. So, Riley, give us the first one. Yes, our first one today is going to be working out. So for me, working out has always been a huge part of my life. And all my friends know this, like I work out very consistently because it is so important for my mental health. And if I I can tell my mental health goes downhill a little bit if I haven't worked out much that week. Mm -hmm. And so I really try to consciously um, work out or at least get outside for a walk every day and just be active really just to get my mind off of social media, off of anything, kind of listen to a podcast while even if I'm just going for a walk is really like just helpful for me. Um, And my favorite way of working out right now or has always been um, running has always been like my thing to just really be my time to self-reflect, a time for me to have my me time. And even like as a kid, I not even a kid, but like in middle school, I would run a lot and I would always say, it's like my form of prayer. I would always talk to God at that time and kind of just talk to him about my day-to-day stuff. And um, so I'm getting back into running because college, I kind of fell away from it, but now mm-hmm. I'm training for half marathon. So I'm back running again and I'm yeah. super excited and I'm really excited to see like even my mindset and how how it changes and how like you really can do anything you set your mind to. And so, yeah, so that for me is how I work out right now. And I do a little bit of strength training as well, but primarily running right now. And I really do love it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. I wish I could say the same about (laughs) running, but, um, and no, I'm not a runner. Personally, for me, I always grew up in a very athletic household where sports and just movement was not only something we love to do, but we did it as a family. So I love going for walks and I love going for bike rides because it almost, it's like mind numbing for me. It's the one time of my day where I'm not thinking about anything. It's just like I'm focused on working out and Mm -hmm. just doing that for me. So I'm someone who, I love strength training, actually. So I'll go and lift about four days a week and then probably go for a walk or bike ride a couple other days a week. So I, just like you, have found without exercise, I am just mentally a different person. Totally. And I didn't realize that until I had all my knee surgeries. So I had three knee surgeries in high school. And obviously with ACLs, you're out for months and months and months at a time. So that was a really dark time for me because I wasn't moving. I mean, Mm -hmm. I was just, I had my big immobilizer on and I was just sitting on my bed every single day. So working out, moving my body is something that I definitely took for granted at that time. And it's something I will never take for granted again because it has so many, so many benefits. So number two form of self-care is reading scripture or spending time in the word or talking to God. This is a huge one. I think for me, I love reading scripture because once again, it just allows me to focus on God. It allows me to focus on all the good and not all the chaos and problems that I may feel like I'm having. So reading scripture, spending time in the word is something that I love to do. What about you, Riley? Yeah, I definitely feel like I have gotten more into reading the scripture and reading the Bible. I never really was someone that would open up 
my Bible and, like, read. It's mm-hmm. just – so I'm Catholic, and even, like, at school, like, we would read the, like, Scripture and read the Bible, but we never really, like, even in Mass, like, you had the um, readings already picked out. Like, you already have the Bible in that, so it's not really, like, I already saw out the Bible and, like, let me read the Bible and see what God's speaking to me. Yeah. But one of my favorite ways, though, now is just sometimes to – actually, I was doing um, in a reconciliation for – one time and a priest said what what I want you to do as like your um penance I think it's your penance yeah it's what you're supposed to do afterwards and he was like go grab a bible open up psalms and just pick open up to a random page and psalms has a lot of good short bible verses that are really like just mm-hmm. speak with me and it like I opened it in the first thing that I don't remember what it was but it like really just spoke to me so that's one of my favorite ways of reading scripture and kind of just allowing God to pick what you were going to read and sometimes you really don't um find anything but sometimes you do and it's just like doesn't mean god's not there but it's just like it's just kind of a give and a take i definitely like reading scripture more now but i also think like even when you said sometimes it doesn't hit you right now like the verse you Mm -hmm. find but it may hit someone like a friend so you say hey like there's going through something you're like oh my gosh well i read this bible verse today and like that's for you so number three um, is journaling. Riley, I'm going to let you take total control over this topic yes. because you're a journaler. You love journaling. I do. Oh, I love it so much. I used to like hate like thinking about my own thoughts and being in my head and thinking about what I'm feeling. But now I'm like mm-hmm. a journal goddess, I like to think. Not really, actually. That's just kind of just came to my head. But I will hype up journaling to anyone. Like, it has been such a godsend for me in this past season of my life since really, actually Lent is when I started um, journaling more in my Lenten Promise or whatever. Yeah, Lenten Promise. I decided I was going to write down five things that I'm thankful for every day and then kind of journal about what happened that day. And then it literally... I'm so thankful I did because I went through a lot during Lent and it just really like set me up for success. And now like I journal every day or I try to every day unless I'm like on vacation and like I'm with like friends and like it's so late and that, but I really do try to do it every day. And it's been something so impactful for me because I'm a very much of an overthinker and Mm -hmm. I overanalyze everything and it allows me just to stop and be present and like, okay, is this really what I'm getting worried about why am I overthinking this it allows me to get all my thoughts together and be like okay this is not as big of an issue that I'm making it out to be um God has a plan for me and it's kind of my form of um talking to God and it's that constant that's like journaling's like my constant it's my constant conversation with God it's like that constant text like some people just need that constant mm-hmm. person I need my journaling to like really feel like I've gotten my constant in in a way so I'd rather have God yeah. be my constant person because he's going to be there every single day of my life and he knows everything that's going on and I can just yeah. spill my guts out and low-key have someone listen to me. Maybe not feel like it, but like the next morning I'll wake up or something will show up and be like, yep, okay, God, God heard me. We're good. We're chilling. That's so so that's why I love journaling. I love that. And I think in a way your journaling is essentially like my reading scripture. Like Mm -hmm. reading scripture for me is like my time with God. It's Mm -hmm. where I reflect. It's where I pray. It's where I talk to him. And that's where your journaling comes into that same kind of situation. So I love that. I'm not a journaler. I am working on it though because of Riley. She always (laughs) talks about it. And I will say I'm not a journaler, but I am like a list maker. And I think even me like just doing little 
bullets of like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm thankful for this. I'm doing this, this. It has, it works. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Like it just kind of eases your mind and allows you to get all of your thoughts in one place. So yeah. love journaling and I love how much that helps you. So number four is having a clean and welcoming and inviting environment. Amen, sister. I preach, preach this one all day long. I am a clean freak. I'm a clean freak because I have found that when things aren't clean and organized, I am not able to function properly like a normal human because it gives me stress. It gives me anxiety. I just like having things clean. And when things are clean, I feel like I'm more inclined to invite someone over to my home or I'm more inclined to be a host and just help people and invite them in to not only serve them, but to just invite them into my home. So... What are your thoughts on this one? I definitely would have to totally agree. Like, the environment you're in helps you so much, like, mentally and, like, even, like, giving yourself self-care. So, like, even if I have, like, a day to myself, sometimes I literally just deep clean my room or, like, something Mm -hmm. with, like, clean. I just feel like I'm lifting off so many, like, burdens or, like, it's just, like, a weight has been lifted off of my shoulders when I clean my room or when I clean my bathroom or clean anything. And it's just, like... It's something that I, I take pride in is, like, the environment that I do, like, live in. And, like, my room is so more, mm-hmm. like, where I can – it really is me. Like, my room is me. I've – it has changed over the years, and I just love it so much. It's so, like, the colors there, the the what's on the walls, all my – I love dead flowers. I know that's – or I should say dried-out flowers. They're not dead flowers. They're dried-out flowers. I love them. I have those in my room, and then I have this big window in my room, too, and it's, like, when I open up the curtains, I can just feel, like, the life come back into my room. So, like, whenever I kind of just need a mental break, I just kind of get my room all, like, cleaned up, the windows open, and I just have an instantly a better day. And so I definitely mm-hmm. even think at college I've had a hard time really getting those – good environment places because it was so locked down and my dorm room was like a shoebox and a cinder block walls and everything so even at college I really like if you guys are going to college or going to be a freshman living in a dorm like I really suggest making your dorm room feel as much as possible at home like yes get some quirky like decor stuff like it's okay to spend a little bit of money if it's gonna make you feel like a homey feeling so yeah environment's huge and I think it can change your mindset in your self-care even so so drastically so that's number Mm -hmm. four do you have anything else to say or no I think that's you covered it that was good good so then we're gonna jump right into number five so Courtney tell me a little bit about like why you think a mentor or a friend is like good to help you with your self-care yeah so number five is mentorship friendships um Obviously, I'm going to jump back to scripture. Biblically, we are called to be in community and have those mentors that can guide you and push you to walk in spirit and truth as well. And I think just for me, even like my mom and my grandmas and just those people that God places in your life are there for a reason because each friendship and each mentor will speak so much truth into your life when you need it most. And I I just love that. I love having someone that has my best interest at heart and just cares for me on a whole new biblical level. And I would encourage you to not only find a friend or a mentor, but also be a friend and a mentor as well. So do you have anything to add to that one? Yeah, I definitely think having a mentor or a friend, like honestly, 
and this is not just because Courtney's in the podcast with me, but she's really has been a mentor even to me. I remember the first time we met and we talked and I was just like, I just feel like I'm lacking someone just to be there for me and like being mm-hmm. a big sister. And I had that all throughout high school because I was so close to some of my teachers and they really could rile me in. And I was, I always felt like I was being a mentor to someone else. And I loved, I, li- I love helping others. Like it is one of my favorite things is being a mentor to others, but sometimes yeah. mentors also need mentors. And I think Mm -hmm. it is so important because I was just not giving myself the self-care I needed throughout my first year of college because I was just giving and giving and giving and just never really receiving. And I just, I think I broke. And then I really have had to rebuild up my, like, realizing I do need to take time for myself. And, like, this summer has been a really journey, has been a journey for me to really get myself more self-care. And my friends that I have, um, that I've been friends with for so long, they're like, Riley, you need to just stop and do something for yourself for once. You always, like, mm-hmm. help others. And I think it's so important to to stop and be a little selfish. Even if you feel like you have to, you don't have to do anything. Like, are you yeah you might be in a relationship and you want to give that person your all but if you can't give yourself something first how can you ever give that partner that you're with ever enough either so I definitely Mm -hmm. think having a friend or mentor that tells you like it's okay to be selfish and they're supportive and like they're your friend too and I also think it's also important that those friends that you are even mentoring are actually being mature about it and um trying to make strides to be better person too because like if you keep helping them and mentoring them and they're not changing then it's so exhausting on your part too I find that so exhausting it's like talking to a brick wall yeah and it's like I'm trying I'm trying but it's like if you're not willing to help yourself then I I don't know what else I can do so I think even that is even kind of knowing who your where your friends stand at like mature wise like spiritually values wise too is so important to your self-care because you are who you surround yourself with too so if they're not taking mm-hmm. care of themselves, it's like, why would I take care of myself? It's kind of like, yeah. that's my thought about just friends and self-care. And the friends that are always going to be there through the long haul are the ones that are like, yes, go be selfish. I'll be here in like two weeks when you have your done with having your little mental break. Yeah. Well, I love that you have so many good friends and mentors within your life. I think obviously God's hand is in all of that. Um, but I would encourage you guys to find find a mentor. Mm-hmm. It's truly it's incredible when you have one um pray about it be vulnerable god will literally place one in your life if you ask him so riley thank you so much for hopping on the podcast with us again today Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast and our five favorite ways to show self-care we pray this episode as well as our tips allow you to slow down reflect and move forward on the right foot in spirit and truth so take care and we will see you next week